Hello and welcome to the Glow with Anna podcast. I'm Anna, a retired hustle culture queen with a passion for all things beauty, women empowerment, business, and mental health. This show was created for the multi-passionate women who are navigating life wearing many hats on the fearless pursuit to making all of their wildest dreams come true, no matter what that looks like for them. Thanks so much for joining and let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Glow with Anna podcast. I'm so excited to be here with today's guest, Jen. She is a beautiful person, just a light in this world, and I'm so excited for our conversation. She's a business mentor, and she helps women bridge the gap from side hustle to a full-time business. So I'm excited to hear your story. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us who you are, what you do, and then we'll get we'll dive a little deeper. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So my name is Jen. And as Anna said, I am a business mentor and I'm really helping women who are trying to take that side hustle and make it full time. Or maybe they've always had this dream on their heart of having their own business. And it's something they've really been thinking about, but they don't quite know where to start. So I am here to be your dream catalyst and help those dreams come true. So I absolutely love empowering women. I truly believe that if one of us can do it, then all of us can do it. So there's nothing that brings me more joy than just being every woman's biggest cheerleader and empowering them to go after their dreams and start living the life they've always wanted to. So thanks for having me on the show. Of course. This is why I love you. I also resonate with just being a hype girl and cheerleader. And um, so I love that about you. And I think that's why we um, really connected. So I love that. Awesome. Well, can you give me a little bit of background as to your business journey? How long have you been, you know, a coach? And how long have you been an entrepreneur? And what's that look like for you? Yeah. So here's the beauty of, um, of really working with women, what I call multi-passionate women, right? So these are typically women who, um, have been very successful in a wide array of, of different avenues throughout their life. Um, so I know for me, my first introduction to anything kind of on my own started back in my twenties, when I started doing what I didn't even know then, would be considered freelancing. Now, I just considered it like gig work. I was just looking for extra money. I would see ads in the paper that was like, hey, we need somebody to come in and help with bookkeeping, or we need someone to come in and be a sub at our home daycare or whatever it was. I started just picking up like side gigs. Um, I was a foster parent for special needs kids at the time. And um, so anybody who has worked with special needs children, Um, who require a high level of care know that things like daily calls from the school or um, just medical issues, all those things can make working full-time difficult. So it was simpler for me to pick up what at the time was kind of called like side gigs. I eventually figured out I was doing a little more freelancing once I started honing in and some of the skills I could do. And I did that off and on until... um, until later on in life, I went into the corporate world um, and 
I've hated it off and on. So I've left a few times. I have tried getting back into freelancing. Well, not tried. I did. Um, but one of the biggest hurdles that I had was listening to all the shoulds and supposed tos of how we're supposed to leave, you know, right out of high school, you go into college and then you get a career and then you get married and you have, you know, you buy a house, you have a kid, you get the white picket fence. And I just kept falling back into that piece and that peer pressure from family who would say, why don't you get a real job? And, and that just kept going back and forth, back and forth in my life. And so that's why I really love what I do. I really got into coaching. It wasn't until I was working on my master's in change management um, in 2019. And I was introduced to a coaching and consulting um, coursework in which I had to actually create some change plans for both. I had to create a change plan personally and one for um, one for an organization and then one for one of my classmates and actually help them change something either about their life or their business um, that they that they wanted to, to change for some people that was maybe weight loss um, or it could be culture within the organization it varied but that was how I figured out this is my jam this is my real jam yes I can do accounting yes I can do all these other things but this is it so that kind of that kind of kicked off this half of my journey and it's been a ride. I love it. I love that. That's such a fun story. I also I used to identify as a serial side hustler like any way that I could make money, I would do it. Part of that was because of my situation. I was totally broke. I needed all the money I could get, but I also just always kind of had that entrepreneurial edge, I guess, like wanting to do my own thing and make my own mm -hmm. money and kind of have control of that. So, um, I like DoorDash. I started a mobile bartending business. I would do all of these things on the side reselling. I tried to like get into reselling books and all this fun oh, stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love that. I forget. Like, isn't it funny how you start to forget all the different things that you've done? Like for a while I had my um, realtor license. I've done like, like you, you're trying so hard to get out and figure out what it is that's going to keep you from feeling trapped into this box that you don't even want to be in. And, and so it's funny. Yeah. I forget all the silly things I've done. I've done some of that too. Right. Exactly. You just, yeah, I went through that, you know, just phase of not knowing what I wanted to do. And, you know, thankfully I stumbled across spray tanning and fell in love and even got into, you know, kind of more the coaching and mentorship side as well. And that's truly where my passion lies, but it took me a long time and a lot of experimenting, um, to get here. So I really like that you had that real world experience. Um, in your class where you had to do that and you were just like this is it that's so fun yeah yeah i love yeah. that yeah. awesome well you mentioned something that i would like you to touch on and that is feeling like we should or we're supposed to or we have to do these things because society tells us our parents tell us 
our friends, our peers tell us that, you know, we need this real job or this real, you know, traditional idea of, you know, creating your own life. So how do you, how do you, I guess, bridge that gap and find the, um, you know, I guess, how do you help the women that you work with or men that to kind of get rid of that feeling that they have to do mm -hmm. something and really pursue and explore the different options that may set their heart on fire, even when the world is so loudly telling them to do otherwise. Because I know that I've heard that voice and I always consider myself the black sheep in my family because I just didn't do the whole college route. Um, eventually got married, but <laughs> that one right. took a while. And yeah, my journey's just looked a lot different and I would love for you to you know, speak on that. Yeah. Well, and so one of the things is, is why I love being on shows like this and us just sharing with other women that look, you don't have to have this completely linear path with all that checks all the boxes that society says that you're supposed to check, right? Here's two women right here on this show who have not followed that path and are actually creating the life that they really love and enjoy that really fulfills them. So I love sharing that, first of all, there are other women out there just like you who have taken those steps and is why I say it's so important that if one woman can do it, then we can all do it. And um, one of the things that I really go back to also is learning how to set those boundaries with yourself and kind of learning how to say no like sometimes we think of that when when we're thinking about overextending ourselves, when we hear, oh, it's okay to say no, we tend to think that only applies to maybe we're overextending ourselves. But that also can apply to any of those pressures that you do feel from friends or family to say, you know what, thank you for caring so much about me that you just wanna make sure that I'm safe and that I, I have this good life. And that's why you're encouraging me to follow this path because you feel like this path worked because it was the path that you took and it worked for you. Thank you for giving me that. I need to say that I'm going to follow a different path and I'm just asking for your support. Ooh, and that's okay, something skills. different. I love that. <laughs> and I'm so happy that you mentioned that because it is true. Like people, when they, you know, when people that love you say you should do one thing or shouldn't do one thing, it's genuinely usually because they care about you and they don't want you to get hurt. They don't want you to struggle. And I think that's really important to remember because especially the dynamics with family or loved ones or, you know, partners, mm -hmm. um, intimate partners, it can be very, those lines can get blurred and it can feel like an attack when really, you know, in their eyes, they're just trying to help you and protect you. Um, but like you said, having the courage to just say like, your path is not mine. This does not align with me, my vision, my goals, my passions, and that's okay. Yes, it's okay. What was interesting <laughs> is I even... I had to learn that as, as a coach. I remember when I first started taking um, coursework in coaching, one of the things that I had to learn was coaches don't necessarily give advice. 
sometimes we do. Sometimes there's there's a time for advice, but there's also a time when we're just there to ask questions to help you really look and feel within yourself to dis- to make good decisions for yourself and learn to trust you. And that's what we're there for. And it was through that journey of learning how to do that, that I figured out um, it's really just been because others wanted me to keep me safe, that they were trying to give me advice, like get a quote unquote, a real job. Um, but once I, I started going down this path, I was like, okay, I see this now and this is okay to say, no, it, you can still, you might even disagree, but you can still support. And that's, yeah, I've, I, boy, I've had to learn that in my own journey. So I, now I get to look back and I'm grateful, right? I'm grateful that it really just means that like people gave a crap about me. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I love that you said that. And also going back to the coaching thing, I think that's so important too, because, you know, obviously having a coach mentor, whatever you want to call it is an investment in you and your business, but sometimes you really do just need that neutral outside, like third party person who has no, I mean, there a coach is invested in you. Don't get me wrong, but like has no ties with, you know, your, your personal life, I guess they want you to be successful, but not because it benefits them in any way. They're just giving you a neutral outside bird's eye view of your business and, you know, asking the right questions, like you said, and finding out where that person can make tweaks and changes. And I think that's really important because it can be so, I feel like intimidating to, you know, do I need to work with a business coach or do I need a mentor? And like, what are they going to do for me? And that's just it. They're there to, you know, not hold your hand, but ask the right questions, you know, help and support you. But they don't have that dynamic of being someone that, you know, loves you intimately or loves you because they're your family or anything like that. Exactly. Exactly. That's the beauty of it. Awesome. Well, I know you mentioned, um, you know, helping your clients find the confidence to step from side hustle to full time, what does that look like? I mean, confidence is one of my favorite things to talk about. So I would love to hear your perspective because I hear people all the time come to me like, oh, you know, I wish I had your confidence. And I'm like, maybe it's a facade. Like maybe I'm still faking it till I make it. Cause I feel definitely in my own head sometimes. Like I don't feel like I'm the most confident, but, um, I do admire, obviously, when people, you know, say that about me and I appreciate it, but um, I think confidence can be such a, like, um, perspective type of thing, right? So how do you feel that your entrepreneurs are really, or your clients, I suppose, are finding that confidence to, you know, step into their passion and go all in? Yeah. You know, there's there's several steps to it. I think it starts with 
you know, sometimes you just have to do it scared. And I know that nobody likes that answer. It sounds so cheesy, like this being afraid and doing it anyway. It sounds so simple, right? And you're like, it's not that easy. I get it. Um, but it truly is just when you start doing something, and especially once you create some sort of habit around it, or you do it consistently over and over again, and you're truly just showing up, that's when some of that confidence starts to build. And the second piece of that, that I learned, I used to be, I used to say the same thing that you had just mentioned, fake it until you make it. And I used to think, well, that's what I need to do. And it kind of worked in some scenarios, but I still felt like not quite enough. And it was through another coach that I started learning. It's not fake it until you make it. It goes back to belief and you need to believe it until you see it. Most people think, well, once I see it, I'll believe it. But the truth is you need to believe it until you see it. Because if you believe it first, what will happen is the universe will start putting those opportunities in front of you that you can then grab and they'll start occurring. And so it's that belief in yourself that starts to build that confidence so that you're not only just taking action scared, but you, you're doing that believing and knowing that the right opportunity is coming to you because you are taking action. And that just over and over again, it just continues to build that confidence. I totally agree. I always say that consistency breeds confidence. Like you just have yes. to keep do doing it over and over. Like no one is good right away. They, the thing that sets, you know, the, the good from the great is the practice and the time they put in. So I love that you mentioned that. And then also the belief aspect is so, so important. And really at the end of the day, I feel like almost everything in life is a mind game and it's all about you know your perspective and you know uh, so many people this is a little harsh but it's just the reality have so many limiting beliefs that they're not even aware of and everything that is going on in our heads for i would say the majority of people is genuine generally not genuinely <laughs> generally on the more negative side or limiting side and it's a total mindset shift and it takes a lot of inner work and consistent yes. inner work and it doesn't end it's not just like i can you know do this manifestation practice and then all is well like it takes time because you are having to uncover so many years of trauma and limiting beliefs and other people's voices telling you, you know, what you should and shouldn't do. Um, but when you are able to, you know, put in that work, eventually that switch is going to flip and you're going to be unstoppable. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And when you can see like that switch, it happens. Like once it happens, it's like you just completely turn a corner and that fear and even that mindset. And here's the other thing, uh, that mindset that we get into that a job quote unquote is safe. Once you kind of start to recognize what is safe for you and what is not, and you start breaking down those limiting beliefs, that's when that switch just really starts to happen and take off. And, and I think that's what keeps so many folks stuck. And, and 
I do want to be a little bit careful when I say that, because I also have to say there, the path to entrepreneurship is not completely linear. It's okay if you one day say, okay, I think I'm ready to go full time. And you do it for a cup for a few months and you're like, oh crap, wait, I do need to go back to like a part-time job because I'm not quite bridging that financial gap. I'm getting there. There's nothing wrong with that. So I yeah. want to be careful about saying a job is bad. A job isn't bad if that works for you and what you need. Um, but what I'm getting at is sometimes it's our, our limiting beliefs and our mindset about what is possible and what is safe for us. And that's kind of what keeps us stuck. Right, exactly. And I wanted to mention something too, is like, even when you do, you know, have this flip switched, as I said, um, and you know, you've done all this inner work, you're still going to have limiting beliefs. You're still going to have doubts, fears, anxiety, like bad days. That's just, like you said, it's just not linear and no one, you know, even the most successful people or the most positive people, no one is just floating through life, right? Like you're going to get hit with challenges. But I think the difference is when you've, you know, put in this effort to really kind of control your emotions is that you're recognizing when these limiting beliefs are crawling in and, you know, figuring out how having the resources and the tools and the knowledge to kind of stop that dead in its tracks and get back in alignment, even if everything else around you is going crazy, like you can still control you. And I think that's the that's when we become so freaking powerful is when we have that ability mm. to, you know, recognize our triggers and recognize that, you know, where we need to still work on things and, you know, be honest with ourselves about that. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm here to tell you the limiting beliefs and the imposter syndrome and the, all the things they still creep in all the time. But the beauty is like, once you start to recognize it, just like you said, and you become aware, now you're able to say, okay, I see you. And I now know that here's how I can start to tackle this. Um, and so that's, that's really what helps just make that switch and keep going. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the self-awareness is really all it is. And that's so key. Mm -hmm. Love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been so powerful. I have to just mention this. We actually recorded this episode before and my internet went out and it was bad. So we are re-recording this and I'm so, so glad because not that the other one was bad by any means, but this has been great and I love the direction this conversation went. So thank you so much. Um, but really quickly, I want to give you a chance to share how people can find you, where they can find you. I know you have a podcast a community. Um, and so just share a little bit of that and how people can work with you as well. Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram, um, Jen Ingram. And my podcast is a whole lot of shift. And you're welcome to check that out. I also have a Facebook group, a whole lot of shift Facebook group um, that you can follow as well, where I do kind of give some behind the scenes um, action for the podcast, um, because a lot of my guests are also a part of that group. So they can continue to interact so that if there was 
something that um, one of the guests shared, then you can go experience that. But yeah, I would really encourage you to um, follow me on social media. I think when you're, especially when you're looking for a coach um, or a mentor, whatever that is, kind of fill them out, get to know them, see, get, get figure out their personality. And so sometimes just following their them on social media is some of the easiest ways. I try to make sure that I share a little bit of my personal life as well as, you know, what might be going on in my business, because I, I think that's important. I want to make sure that people's values align and, and we align. And so, yeah, go ahead and give me a follow. Love to have Awesome. I love that. Well, thank you so much for this amazing episode. I know that our listeners are going to get a ton of value and I will, um, definitely be hopping in your Facebook group. I need, I meant to do that last time and I totally forgot. So no worries. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank, thank you so much again me. for being here. Yeah, of yeah. course. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope it was valuable. If you enjoyed the episode, please read the show notes to see how you can connect with me further and continue supporting my podcast. Thanks again and keep glowing. Thank you.